Welcome to Her Life, wisdom and tips for every woman. I'm your host, Emily Rogers. Life is often characterized by seasons of transition and self-discovery. This series is about sharing stories, experiences, wisdom and practical tips for women no matter where they are or what they're doing right now. We will hear from extraordinary women who have walked different paths and emerged with insights and inspiration to share. Let's dive in. So welcome to this episode of Her Life. I am really, really excited about having Angie Heisch here. Angie is an author, a speaker, and a podcaster, and her business, Shipshape Solutions, is all about helping you get freedom and peace with order in your home. She faces the supports you to face the challenges of your clutter and disorganization, and she supports you through her writing, through her speaking, and her podcasting. She's all about helping the listeners and the readers simplify their lives so they can focus on what's important, more most important, and spend time doing what they love. Welcome, Angie. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be uh, with you today. I am so excited because this is something that I see so many of my clients struggle with. And when I reached out to you and you replied, I was like, yes, this is going to be fabulous for my people because it it is such a challenge for so many people and it can really get people down. So thank you for doing this. I'm so grateful. Sure. Happy to be here. So I've I see it in my clients. I mean, I'm not, it's not something I struggle with personally, but I do see it in my clients. Why do we struggle with clutter in our homes? Well, you know, uh, gosh, I just think there's a whole lot of reasons. Um, and honestly, when I talk about clutter, there's a certain definition that goes in people's minds. They just kind of assume they know what I'm talking about. So I always want to make sure and start with what clutter is because Everybody assumes clutter equals piles of stuff and piles of stuff are definitely a type of clutter, but clutter is much more broad than even just stuff. Um, In, in my book, my podcast uh, with clients, I talk about the different types of clutter, um, physical clutter of stuff, schedule clutter, uh, calendar and to-do list packed full and attention clutter, the hardest one, the invisible brain overwhelmed with thoughts and you can't be present in the here and now. And all of those types of clutter are a big distraction. Um, and I think why we struggle with it, uh, there's so many things. And I think if we're, since we're talking primarily to moms right now, uh, one of the biggest things is that just, this is just a crazy busy season. Yeah. I mean, of your life. Uh, you know, you got to keep the kids clothed and fed and take them to this and that activity. And, you know, it, you maybe have a spouse and you're trying to not give them the short end of the stick and you're trying to take care of yourself. It's, there's just so much. Yeah. Um, sometimes you're just, you feel like you're in survival mode. And so, you know, okay, well, probably it would be better if I put this away immediately, but you know, you know, you're going little mini crisis to mini crisis, you're exhausted. Um, some of it we bring on ourselves by our lack of consistent habits. And some of it honestly is just a season of life. Um, and so uh, lots of reasons, lots of different types of clutter. And, um, we, it it is extremely overwhelming and and I love being able to help people get from that. Oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start to, 
okay. All right. I've, I've got a little bit of a plan here and I'm going to start, start taking some steps and put them into motion. And, yeah. um, it's, it, there's so much peace in that. Yeah. And I think what I'm hearing from what you're saying, you know, it, yes, there's a physical clutter in our lives, but there's also a, an emotional clutter as well. Mm. And it's the combination potentially of that emotional time energy clutter that then impacts on the physical clutter. Oh, they all bleed into each other. They really do. Um, like for instance, with, with physical clutter, there's, uh, when I was doing research for my book, uh, found out scientifically proven links between clutter and depression, clutter and excess weight, clutter and decreased test scores in kids in a cluttered environment. Um, and it's like, there's always a visual reminder of all these things I have to do. You look around and you're just constantly overwhelmed. Well, if you're doing that, then uh, it's so easy to just fall behind in everything. And I know when I'm overwhelmed in one area of my life, I let other areas of my life slide because I just, you know, that the sense of being overwhelmed is paralyzing. Yeah. Um, and sometimes like, I don't deal with the physical clutter so much because I'm just kind of, I shed things pretty quickly and I have pretty good habits as far as physical stuff, but I do feel my calendar way too full and my to-do list way too full. And my brain is constantly a buzz such that half the time I'm not listening to what's going on. I ask, have to have things repeated. I'm just constantly spinning. What's next? What's next? What's next on my list? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is behind. That is behind. And that's not healthy. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just, it's all a bit much sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We all struggle with some kind of clutter or the other and um, figuring out how to manage it can be so helpful. Absolutely. And I guess if, if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, does this apply to me? You know, is, is this applicable to my life? What are some of the things that might be showing up for someone? I mean, you touched on one that your brain's constantly thinking what's next. Yes. What other things might be showing up for someone if this is something they need to be thinking about? Yeah. So if you're constantly feeling like, I don't even know what's next, you're kind of, you're not able to plan ahead. You're just kind of dealing with everything as it comes. If you find yourself late a lot, um, missing appointments a lot, um, not able to be, you're, you're somewhere in your body, but your mind is somewhere else. Um, you're losing things. You're, all of those things are uh, symptoms of clutter of different types. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Losing things, can't find things, wasting time and money on things you already have. Um, but a lot of it really the the schedule and the attention they really do all uh kind of go together yeah yeah and I guess you've already touched on it it can have an impact on your personal health your physical health your mental yes. health and, and that then impacts on your family and how you show up and serve them as well so it can have oh, consequences can't it it really can um so I had been working as a professional organizer for years um and really had gotten pretty arrogant about my own lack of clutter. I would come home from working with clients and just be so relieved to be a in a clutter-free environment. And the more I learned about it, the more I realized it really isn't just this stuff. And my clutter was just as bad or worse, but it was all invisible. Um, 
my family uh, for years begged me to not be so busy all the time to get off my phone that was was and is still a battle huge source of attention clutter for me um and so you know you don't necessarily you weren't necessarily seeing piles of clutter in my home you, you not it does happen occasionally but damaged relationships yeah. uh you know i've got some a lot of regrets about that period of my life and um so when i discovered that and and the deep implications of it that's part of what led me to write the book and uh, so I'm very honest about my own struggles. It's easy for someone, if you have an organizer coming in your home, to be embarrassed, ashamed. Um, I can't believe I let it get this bad. And and I I think it it disarm it's just disarming to be able to say, hey, look, I I, I don't have trouble keeping up with the dishes, but just yeah, yeah. the the problem here's what I struggle with because yeah. we all do yeah. struggle with something. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you share that um, personal perspective as well, because it's, it is how it impacts us and impacts on how we show up for our family and how we serve ourselves mm -hmm. and how we serve them. And it has big consequences. I know you've written a book and you've got the podcast, and this is something that you are hugely passionate about. Yes. Would you summarize a few tips for people? People are now saying, okay, I get it. I, I, I need some help. Could you summarize a few tips or do you have some insights you could share with listeners? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so one of the, I think one of the most powerful messages is to just to give yourself grace. Mm. Um, you know, one of the most famous organizers in the world, Marie Kondo, uh, I don't know if you keep up with what's going on in her life. I know a lot about her because, uh, you know, of her, her, her career. So she just had her third child not long ago, and she's been very public recently saying she's embracing the mess. She says, my home is messy, but the way I'm spending my time is the right way for me at this stage of my life. And, you know, just knowing that the season during some seasons of your life, your standards are just going to have to be lower yeah. and putting pressure on yourself doesn't help. Um, I found an author speaker recently, her name is KC, the initials, KC Davis. Her website is strugglecare.com. Yep. Yep. I wish I'd found her earlier. Um, she has such a powerful message. Her One of her main points she makes all the time is that cleaning and organizing are morally neutral. Ah. Because you, you, you tend to kind of think like, oh my gosh, look at my house. I can't keep up with anything. I'm a bad mom. I'm a bad wife. I'm a bad person. And it just could be that right now you just can't keep up with this amount. And, you know, it's okay and healthy to decide, okay, for now, I'm going to have to take some shortcuts. And she has some wonderful resources for things like that. So giving yourself, realizing this is a tough time in my life right now, and I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Yeah. Oh, and, and not beat yourself up, but not beat your family up either, because it doesn't yes, absolutely you babies or teenagers, you know, it's a season and, and it will pass, yes. but this is the season you're in now. Yes. And speaking of not beating your family up, <laughs> here's <laughs> one, uh, uh, first things first. So, uh, when my children were young, I still kept up with things in the house pretty darn well, but I was not very fun to be around. 
Um, so you can have a perfectly clutter-free and organized home, but not be living by the correct priorities. Yeah. And that is maybe even worse than the place looking at like a disaster, but you're putting your husband and your kids needs first. So yeah. you've got to keep things in a proper perspective. I love this quote. I don't remember where I first heard it, but if you're married, the greatest thing you can do for your children is to love your spouse. Um, it's very easy for me as a mom. It was very easy to want to put the kids first. Mm -hmm. That's not the proper perspective. Yeah. So, and, and putting your own needs at the very bottom and then barely getting take care of, that's not healthy either. So no, no, no. And, and, and then you can see how that would work and how it would filter as well, because it's about you role modeling, living your life in a mm -hmm. way that your kids can see what's important as well. And if right. it's always putting the dirty dishes in the dishwasher, then everything else goes second to that rather yeah. than the conversation that's potentially happening at the moment or the. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So another one, refine your routines. Um, it's easier to keep up than to catch up. So for everything that you do regularly in your life, you need a routine. Some of them you already have routines for, um, and they may or may not be effective. Um, but uh, some are some of those routines are just absolutely key. Morning routine, after school routine, daily pickup. I can't stress this enough because if you spend five minutes a day doing a little bit of pickup, ideally the whole family, yeah. um, you know, put a song on, make it a game, make it a competition, whatever, then it won't. Now, you, you there'll be days it won't happen. Yeah. But if you do it more regularly, then you won't get to the point where you spend your whole Saturday picking up stuff. So just those little routines, laundry, dishes, daily, daily pickup, paperwork, those kinds of things and refine those routines until they're just crystal clear. And then, then things will change your, your seasonal will change or whatever will change. You got to tweak it. Yeah. So and I think yeah. you know, as you're sharing that, I'm nodding away. <laughs> no, no, no one can see me. But I think what you said about um, routines and, and not all of them are positive. You know, we do get into some habits that we've held yeah. for a long time that don't always serve us well. So yes. thinking about changing some of them, but telling your family why they're changing as well can be really mm -hmm. powerful, can't it? Definitely. And, and in light of that, the next one I'll share is plan a powwow. So I'm a big fan of family meetings. So being able to once a week, I think is ideal, but you know, doing it works for you, but to be able to come together as a family and say like, okay, this is working. This is not working. This used to work for us, but it's not working anymore. And here's why. And so what do we need to do? And kids, even at a very young age can contribute to this. Um, yes. And I think it's very powerful to, to kind of work things out together, you know, come up with action items, give people homework and, you know, end it with something fun, family movie night or trip to the museum or the zoo or whatever. But, uh, you know, addressing those problems, figuring out solutions, you know, you know, working together as a, as a crew to, you know, to kind of tweak those systems is really key. And as we, you said before, you know, clutter is not just the physical stuff. It is yes. you know, how you're managing your time, how you're managing your routines, how you're managing your mental Absolutely. health, all those things. And if you're not talking about it with your family, you know, you're an island. Yes. <laughs> and then you'll be stranded. So it is really important to involve your family and talk to them and share and 
ask their opinion as well because you know your family was asking you to pull back and pull back yes I'd have been able to listen earlier maybe that would have shifted things Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and be willing to ask those tough questions and hear the the real honest answers you know uh if if things are crazy and it's just too busy you know someone should be able to say look I feel like our schedule's crazy right now yeah um you know is there a way we can scale back or you know the trash seems to not get taken out or we've got 10 baskets of laundry routinely in the hallway whatever the issue is um you know I wish you'd get off your phone I mean there's so many things and so meeting on a regular basis to try to brainstorm some solutions is very very uh, a good habit to get into yeah, I love that love it yeah all right here's another one I was not good at uh, as a parent I, I did some things really well as a mom but uh, empower don't enable uh, so a quote that I heard too late maybe never do for a child what he or she can do for him for themselves I love that Oh my goodness. But as a perfectionist, it's so much easier and faster and the quality is better if I do it myself. Yes. But what am I doing for my kids? I'm enabling them. I'm not teaching them, you know, let's, let's do this and that. Okay. So now that was great. And let's, let's fix this. Or the more we do for them, uh, we're really, putting them at a disadvantage. We're robbing them of the potential to learn a school, a skill. Yes, it takes longer to teach them, but it is worth it. And these are life skills that they will use throughout their lifetime. Oh, this is a great quote. Um, A dependent child is a demanding child. Children become irresponsible only when we fail to give them opportunities to take on responsibility. Mm. Oh my goodness, that's heavy. And, and massively powerful yeah absolutely yeah and and I think I underestimated what they could do at young ages they're yes. really yeah and no, what they no, want they, to do they want to be involved yes they want to be contributing they, they can see you doing it they want to be doing what you're doing yes and they take pride in that yeah 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 and yeah. being at in for when they become teenagers <laughs> yeah Oh yeah. Every, I mean, really at different stages. And then when we get one figure child figured out, we've got one child figured out and then even (laughs) they will change what works for them or doesn't work for them. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. Um, all right. So a few just little tips and tricks. Okay. So I think a huge source of attention clutter, clutter in our mind is the fact that we have all these things we're trying to remember that we cannot possibly remember them all. Um, I'm a big fan of David Allen's book, Getting Things Done. It's a time management productivity book from the 80s. It's in multiple uh, editions now, but David Allen talks about something called, he said, get open loops into trusted systems. When he says open loops, this is things like oh, I got to stop at the grocery. Oh, I got to remember to call so-and-so. This thing is coming up. I got to buy a gift. You know, we have these things all the time and they're they're one of the things that's constantly spinning through our heads, but Mm -hmm. our brains were made to create and think of ideas, not to hold them. So if we're using our brain as like a little storage unit, no wonder we get overwhelmed and can't be present in the here and now. So- 
He talks about open loops to trusted systems. So all those things that are spinning around, get them into a trusted system. Well, what's that? That's That can be anything from paper to my reminders on my iPhone to Trello to yep. um, notes on my phone to my Google Calendar, a task list. There's lots of different ways to get them. But if you can get it out of your head into, mm -hmm. okay, I know I've got, I mean, I had to sell myself a reminder for this podcast a few minutes before to get all right. Then I don't have to think about, oh, the podcast, yes. when's the podcast? Am I ready for the podcast? You know, yes. but the more of those things you can get into something that you don't have to keep stewing over and ruminating over, the more your brain will be, uh, the less cluttered your brain will yeah. be. Yeah. You free it up, free up the space. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, another way to free up some brain space is to do use automation as much as possible. Mm. I'm a big fan of um, Siri and Alexa, and she'll probably speak back to me here. <laughs> um, and you can sometimes let them be the bad guy. Like I talked about um, five-minute pickup earlier. So let's say that you decide in your family meeting that uh, right before dinner or right after dinner, whatever time is a good time for five minute pickup. You could have Alexa call out time for five minute pickup. And you know, the song comes on, let them be the bad guy. But there's a lot of things you can get automated that way to get it out of your head. Yeah. Um, yeah those reminders, all that. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is a great little practical tip on laundry. And this is from Carolyn Worth of Worth at Organizing, W-R-T-H. She's a friend of my Christian professional organizer group. Uh, so socks that get mismatched and especially little tiny socks, that that's a big time waster, right? So here's her method and it's brilliant. So get each person needs one of those mesh laundry bags. That is their own. Um, if you get ones with the zippers, you could put like, each person could have a different color ribbon going through the zipper. So put it, attach it to the laundry basket or put it close to it. Every sock goes in there. So each person, all their socks go in there. It goes through the whole laundry process in yes. that bag. So yes. boom, they're all together. It's yes. it's a tiny thing, but it saves a lot of time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Socks are the bane of my life at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I had a, a client that I think she had three trash bags full of mismatched socks. At a certain point, I just said, do all of you have enough socks right now at the present moment? You just donate the, I mean, to think about how many hours that would have taken to stretch those all out. And Wow. Yeah. Another, another little practical tip. Um, a lot, uh, people in the family probably have activities they go to regularly that require certain supplies. Um, so a, a gym bag or a bag for soccer practice or dance or rehearsal or whatever. Um, I think it's good for each person to have a bag for that activity that stays packed with it. And it has attached to it a list of the things that belong in the bag. Yeah. And then, you know, things will need to be washed. They'll come out, but like, and ideally, if you do your planning, like on a Friday or Saturday for the week ahead, you can look through that bag, make sure it's packed. Yeah. And just having that like close to the car to grab, that's a real big time saver. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and my girls now pack their pee bag on a Monday and leave it at school for the week yeah. with multiple yeah. pairs of socks in it. 
kids. No, we've all done it. I mean, you try, you try as you might to get it all remembered and yeah. uh, yeah. Um, okay. One more I can think of, right. This is my favorite tip for decluttering. So I'm, I'm all about clearing out the clutter, anything that distracts you. So we're talking about physical clutter here. Um, and I consider clutter, anything that you can't answer a big yes to these two questions. Do I love it? Do I use it? Yes. If you can't say absolutely yes to both, then it might be clutter. Yeah. So one way to deal with decluttering that doesn't take much time at all, and it can just fit it into your day. I call it daily decluttering. So have one container that's easily accessible and uh, identify that as the daily decluttering container, whatever you want to call it. So every time anyone in the house sees anything that you can't say, I love it, I use it, drop it in that container. Yeah. And then when it fills up, donate everything and do it over and over again. My husband and I did a big, huge downsize. We got rid of 75% of our stuff. Wow. No kidding. But we still routinely fill up a container because you're constantly bringing things in. Yeah. So it really does take little time and makes a big difference. That's brilliant. I love if, that. if that's, even if that's all you did, as far as decluttering, you'd be making some big headway. Big progress, yeah. And, and there yeah. are people who need that as well. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a full circle as well, which is brilliant. Yes, absolutely. So oh. those are some of my my tips. Um, Brilliant. And, and thank you. Yeah. And I think uh, the ones, if you didn't hear any other things. Okay. Well, let me go over them one more time. <laughs> uh, give yourself grace. Cleaning and organizing are morally neutral. You're in a tough season of life and your standards might need to lower. And it's okay. Um, first things first, keep the priorities in the proper order. Um refine your routine. So figure out systems, have systems, tweak them until you get them like they need to be, and then continue to work on them. Um, plan a powwow, family meetings where you discuss these things. Um, empower, don't enable. Uh, teach your kids to do things, don't do it for them as much as possible. And then those little um, specific tips and tricks. So, and remember, good enough can be perfect right now yes. where you are in your life yes and as we said we're not just talking about physical we're talking about your emotional and right mental as well so apply those same principles to your scheduling to your entire life yes not just to the physical stuff and it will make a massive difference absolutely yeah get those um get those those open loops into trusted systems to help free up your mind that that's yeah. a really big one yeah, yeah, and and so and this time of year, I know in this part of the world we're heading into the Christmas and summer holiday period, but also in the northern hemisphere, whether you're doing Thanksgiving, Christmas, or Diwali, if you're in India, or whatever it is, it's a busy time of year as well. So yes. getting onto this stuff now makes a massive difference as well. So I really, really appreciate your insights and your tips. It's it's and really interesting to hear your personal stories as well. And Angie, thank you. Has, a book, Unholy Mess, what the Bible says about clutter. And she's got another one coming out. Is it in January? It's uh, in June. June, June next year, which is uh, another one um, 
can't see the name of oh, uncluttered shaping your heart and home for what matters most so if you want to find out more about uh, angie's books or you want to tune into her podcast you can go to her website shipshape.solutions and you'll get all the information and sign up for her newsletter there yeah so the podcast is uncluttered shaping your heart and home for what matters most and i have a co-host leanna george and the book is the same title and it publishes in June with Scrivening's Press, but it is also about um, the connection between organizing and faith, why it's important biblically to leave the chaos and clutter behind. And we do deal with the three categories of clutter, not just the physical, but the schedule and attention. So lovely. Oh, thank you so much, Angie. I honestly, I think this is something that we all need to hear. And I think it's brilliant um, that you're able to share so many wonderful insights um, into the challenges, but also tips of how we can move forward. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me.